When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Fires one up, off the mark, and Kansas State knocks off Kansas in Manhattan for the second straight year. Just as a favor to me, I said this before we came on the air just seconds ago. The next time I, like a big dummy, try to take a Big 12 favorite on the road, somebody slap the app out of my hand before I place the bet. Kansas State with the overtime upset of the Jayhawks in Manhattan last night. That opens things up for us today here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. I am Chris Mack, alongside Joe Ostrowski. Aaron Hawksworth has the day off as we continue our buildup towards Super Bowl 58 out in Las Vegas, just five days away now. Obviously, college hoops to talk about, as we gave you right off the top. Isaac Trotter will join us to begin the third and final hour at 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk a little bit of everything with our guy Vaughn Dalzell of NBC Sports in the middle of the second hour. A Super Bowl prop bet draft. Yeah, drafts are fun. And then prop bets are fun. So fun times fun equals, I don't know, we may just have fireworks going off behind our heads and throw a damn party at the top of the second hour. And we talk Super Bowl MVP as we haven't checked in on that market recently, and we're now really, like I said, five days away from the game. Uh, Welcome in, again, live coast-to-coast and in your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, to BetQL Daily. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. But let's start, Joe, with Super Bowl opening night, Media Day. Media Day used to be a thing in, like, the middle of uh, Monday or Tuesday where, like, You know, they'd set the guys up on the field and, you know, reporters would show up and occasionally you'd get some silly stuff. You know, Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel would show up and ask some silly questions. But now it is a made-for-TV event. And it happened last night in Vegas. Um, Travis Kelsey played good boyfriend by talking about how he wants to bring home some hardware of his own after watching his girlfriend Taylor Swift do so well at the Grammys. We got some actual news and that we're not quite sure if Chiefs lineman Joe Tooney is going to be able to practice this week or not. And as far as the Niners practice, they're doing it on what sounds like, I don't know, uh, like they're practicing on a pound cake or something, soft field <laughs> conditions. I don't, they, they apparently they measure this. Did you read this? They measured the hardness of the field. And this yep. is when I'm really upset that Aaron is off because we can't make any jokes about 
the hardness of the playing surface. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's it, the field isn't hard enough, but they're practicing on it anyway because Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to relocate practice. Yes, yes. He said no changes, no matter what. You cannot change the itinerary. Right. Oh, heaven forbid. They could get a field. It sounded like they could get a field that they'd be more satisfied with by using the Raiders facility, which is what the Chiefs are using this week. Mm-hmm. But no, no, no changes. Um, I know it is. They they call it a made-for-TV event because it's on in prime time. Does anybody really sit there and watch these interviews? Like, I know no. it's on TV. It was on my TV. It was on mute, though. I was watching Kansas, Kansas State. But does anybody really sit down and watch these boring ass interviews? I I just it was I think it's there's nothing there past its prime, right? Like if they had made this a made for TV event 20 years ago, it feels like people may have tuned and watched. But now everybody gets their clips of everything on social media after the fact, right? Like you don't need to sit through something in order to see or hear what Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes had to say. Right. Like, oh, you know how I found out Kadarius Tony said he's a number one receiver in this league? Through clips that were out there. Because this was the most ridiculous part of the evening. Here you go, Joe. Now you're done. Now you don't need to sit through this for three hours. So, yeah, I mean, it's just whatever. It's another day. It's it's Monday of the Super Bowl, right? We're talking about practice field conditions. And we're Mm -hmm. talking about a a couple of, uh, I mean, nothings really as far as the comments. Now, why does this keep happening though with the field? Like I'm not going to go over the top about it. And the Niners were very careful. They did not want to seem like they were already making excuses six days before mm-hmm. the actual game, because as you're hearing everything come out of there, you're like, Oh man, are they already making excuses? Is this going to be set here? They're laying all laying all this out here for, uh, for people to complain about. Um, the fields was apparently an issue in last year's Super Bowl in Glendale. Like, it was yep. talked about. Like that should that should not be a thing. And now that we're talking about how spongy the 49ers practice facility is over at UNLV. And they wanted to complain about it, but they also didn't because Debo's like, ask Kyle. Kyle's like, ask Debo. They're going back and forth. They didn't really want to go on record and say anything. And Goodell's just out there, typical company protect the shield at all costs everything's great yeah so (laughs) what was the firmness it was was it It rated in the 50s and they wanted 70 usually in the 70s yeah i don't i don't know what that means yeah i saw i read it i'm like 50 g's what the hell does that mean i don't know yeah can somebody put this in the terms that i can understand i mean it's practice, and I, I read somebody mention this. Who uh, who was it? I can't remember now, but somebody from the Niners basically said, yeah, it's not like we're actually running around at full speed cutting on this stuff, so it's not necessarily a huge deal. Um, they're but that's be, Wednesday. Fine, but but that's, yeah. Um, we'll see. You know, if it, if it ends up being an issue, then the 49ers will have a nice little built-in excuse if they want to go back yeah. to it, but um i don't make too much of it i don't make too much of the fact that for example you know again i mentioned tooney tooney didn't practice um yeah that's a veteran guy who needs to get in like one solid half practice um before he's ready to play if he's gonna play with that pec injury there's a whole lot of i don't want to say nothing but at least as far as we're looking at it you know when you start to break down a game and we've been doing it for you know, nine days now, when you start to break down a game 
and you get into stuff that really matters, injury reports and the like if we were talking about the actual playing surface that they're going to play the game on on Sunday, sure. Now we got something we could talk about. But it's a practice field and I don't think it's anything that should necessarily have a huge effect on Sunday's game. We will get into the MVP market because like I said, we touched on it I want to say middle of last week, um, so we can revisit some of the numbers, anything that's moved, and just as we've had an, another week to think about this thing, what we think of that MVP market, that coming up in about 15 minutes here on BetQL Daily. Uh, let's talk college hoops, I guess. I mentioned Isaac Trotter, 24-7 Sports, is going to join us at the top of the third hour. You cautioned me against this, Joe, and I was a big dummy. I didn't listen. Um that happens sometimes you win a few bets and you think you know everything and then you make an ill-advised bet which in the end Kansas uh, loses on the road in the Big 12 that should not surprise anybody this is you know I even read Isaac's column yesterday and he was talking about the top 10 teams in, in college basketball and talking about how great Kansas played against Houston over the weekend he said by the way I, I fully expect them to lose on the road in Manhattan tonight and it doesn't really matter for their overall perspective on things. But just be aware mm-hmm. that, that 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 will likely happen. And I thought, no, 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 no. They played too well against Houston. Um, and that did not translate to last night. Uh, tonight, we'll get three top 10s playing at home. And then a bunch of top 25s on the road. Like Iowa State, Kentucky's got uh, some things to figure out. Texas Tech, San Diego State, New Mexico, some mid-majors there. But... Um, I don't think anybody's necessarily surprised anymore, even when a top five team goes on the road in conference at a conference like the Big 12 or the Big 10 and loses. No, not at all. Um, you said next time somebody uh, slapped the phone out of out of your hand, yes. which is yes. tough to do virtually. But I, I when you when you said yell it at me really loud. Yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't have the balls to make the selection. <laughs> and I also didn't have the balls to say anything to you because I've been so ice cold in college hoops over the last couple of weeks. That's going to happen. Like Paul yeah. talked about it recently. He went through a cold streak. That's just that's college hoops, man. And you're going to get some mm-hmm. bad beats. You're going to have some that you just weren't weren't close on at all. Um, it was Kansas State or nothing. I didn't get there. But the hard part for me was probably something that you were looking at. It's like, man, Kansas State. Yes, they play better at home, but they have been whooped by some really good teams. And we saw it recently, like losing by 20 plus. And I know, I guess it's the old saying where you just throw all that crap out the window when these two teams get together, especially Manhattan. Um, It's tough for Kansas to win there. And but the the other reason I was considering is Kansas coming off just such a high, a massive home win over number one team like and then now you're going to the rival. They're in a bad mood. They've lost four straight games. It was, man, I'm mad at myself. But I know the headlines were massive upset in college shoots, blah, blah, blah. Kansas goes down. It's three and a half point spread. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, 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 and we get this three times a week uh, this time of year. We wake up in the morning and we go to the scores. And, and you go to college basketball and you go, okay which top 10 teams lost on the road tonight or last night? Yep. And you go, okay, there's one. Yep, there's one. I mean, it happens so consistent, consistently now uh, this time of year that it shouldn't surprise us, I don't think. And again, that's something we'll look at. No top 10 teams on the road tonight, like I said, 
Uh, they are all at home, but we can talk about that with Isaac Trotter a little bit later in the third and final hour today of BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM Live Coast to Coast. Um, so we got uh, an Anthony Davis triple-double, Sabonis with another triple-double because he just, I mean, every night he rolls out at least a double-double and comes close to a triple. Um, some other stories around the NBA last night. Uh, Kyrie Irving comes back, helps Dallas to a win, drops 23. Uh, James Harden, <laughs> we talked about this one yesterday because I talked about uh, the the o, or, uh, Clippers over uh, the Hawks in Atlanta. A wildly high-scoring game. Both teams hit the 140s and basically secured the cover on the most ridiculous James Harden four-point play. Like, I've seen Harden take some ridiculous threes and kick the leg out in hopes of drawing the foul before. But this was this was a virtuoso performance by even Harden's standards in that he was basically, it was like my kid throwing up a shot in the driveway from 30 feet away and just chucking it. And the thing clanged in off the glass. I don't even know if it hit the window. Clangs in high off the glass. He gets the foul. He finishes off the four-point play. He ends up with 30. And the Clippers get the cover in Atlanta. Um, Brandon Ingram had a huge night as well. Uh, Clay gets benched for Golden State. That another story uh, that is being talked about this morning. So with the schedule kind of spaced out over the next few days for the NBA with the trade deadline, again, makes no sense. We talked about it yesterday being on Thursday of Super Bowl week. But um, another handful of games to keep an eye on tonight. The the hardened four-point play for me was, I liked it because I got a cover out of it. I also shook my head and went, that is just Pete James Harden. So you thought, did you think like, okay, I got to remember that one because for the next time I complain, I'm not going to get a lot of covers like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a 300-point game. <laughs> it, was, it was the opposite of a bad beat. It was, yeah. dear Lord, that bucket just went in and it's pretty much going to lock things up for me. I can't can't believe he even took that shot, and it went in, and he got the foul. It was, like I said, peak Harden. Ridiculous. Um, I was keeping a close eye on a different game, and that's because uh, it, it's one I laid four and a half on. Cleveland, man, are they on a tear? It has yeah, not they stopped. Are. They win by 26 last night at home against Sacramento. Um, they're going to go on a road for a little trip, but they get another terrible opponent coming up. They, they go to Washington uh, tomorrow. They've won 14 of 15. Like, it, the schedule has been soft. I will admit that. There are already a couple of Washington wins in there. couple San Antonio. Um, let's see. He took down. They faced Milwaukee three times. And the one loss in these last 15 games is against Milwaukee. Detroit's in there. Memphis. It's a soft schedule. But you know what? It's going to be soft moving forward. So that's yeah. the interesting thing about the Cavs. Like, you don't want to take too much away from them for, for taking care of business. Uh, but, man, like, that, they're a forgotten team, kind of. And you know what? You wake up, they're the two seed right now. Jeez. They, they could finish <laughs> off as the two in that conference. And then all of a sudden, you know, we all spent so much time talking about Milwaukee and Doc and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, for good reason. They've been there before, you know. And big-name players, star power, all that. But Cleveland's just – Keeps on churning. Keep Just on churning. Plugging it away. Would, plugging it away. would not, not – it wouldn't surprise me in the least. I know it's all bunched up. Cleveland, Milwaukee, New York, Philadelphia. Wouldn't surprise me if they land with that too. 
Pacers host the Rockets tonight. Uh, Mavericks are in Brooklyn, so Kyrie returns to the scene of the crime. Uh, Heat magic. Knicks try to get hot again after the loss to the Lakers over the weekend. They'll host the Grizzlies, T-Wolves, Bulls, Thunder Jazz, and the Bucks still on the road out west in Phoenix against the Suns. We'll get into that a little bit later, maybe in lightning bets before we wrap up the show. But coming up next, the Super Bowl MVP market. More often than not, it's a quarterback. Is there enough value on those plays, though, depending on which side you're on this weekend? Maybe we talk about some of those defensive names that are out there, too. All coming up right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Jim Nance on the call for CBS, a Travis Kelsey touchdown. Maybe that's one of your favorite props for Super Bowl 58. Maybe you like him for MVP. We'll get into that in a moment. Our Super Bowl prop bet draft at the top of the hour. And 60 minutes from now, Von Dalzell of NBC Sports will get his insight on what he's thinking now. Just five days away from kick of Super Bowl 58. It is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. Chris Mack alongside Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth off today. We'll continue our NFL year in review, division by division as well, an hour and 20 minutes from now, so 1040 Eastern. We look at the AFC North. Three playoff teams this year, but what's that mean for the division with Joe Burrow coming back healthy next fall? Um, MVPs, Joe, we talked about this uh, middle of last week, right? After we got the matchup set, We took a dive into the MVP market, and there's not a ton of value on Patrick Mahomes, for example, right? 135, okay. But then you look at the numbers, 16 of the last 26 and 32 of the 57 Super Bowl MVPs have been quarterbacks. Mahomes getting it again would put him in rare company alongside Tom Brady and Joe Montana as the only players with three or more MVP awards, Super Bowl MVP awards. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, we come back around to some of the game script we've talked about. Do we expect this thing to be low scoring? Um, do we expect both of the, you know, but we were just talking during the break about uh, the idea of two point conversions, for example, when we're looking at props and, um, you know, both of these coaches, we know Kyle Shanahan is super conservative. Um, Andy Reid can, can, you know, conservative Andy Reid can pop his head up out of the hole like a groundhog uh, any moment. That could happen. And so, you know, it's, it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility that both of these coaches try to go with more conservative game management style scripts. Niners, obviously, because of who their quarterback is. I know, game manager. Uh, and the Chiefs, because that's worked for them all year, right? Their defense has sort of dictated the pace of play in many cases. And if that's the case, are are we talking about a defensive MVP? Because it's such a, you know, if we end up with a 17-13 game, where are the touchdowns coming from? Where are the stats coming from that get us to an offensive MVP, aside from a quarterback? Don't bring up groundhogs, all right? I heard from a lot of people that were texting me that saw the IG stuff. <laughs> I was very angry about. They got Gobbler's a Bob. But, yes, they're also calling me a, a complete moron. Um, there could be. So 17 to 3, as you, as you give that as an example, the first thing I think is 
well, that's how a high volume pass catcher ends up getting the MVP mm-hmm. as opposed to defensive player. Are we beyond yeah. that? Or are we now any, okay, it's a year of the under defense, more mm-hmm. important. We're, we're talking more and more about the, that on a weekly basis while we handicap these games. And I think for good reason. Uh, so are they going to give that credit to a defensive player? You've got to have a right. massive game. It's got to be just where you cannot be denied. And the list of players that can actually do that. So like I was thinking about that, San Francisco, I did put a bet on Bosa a couple weeks ago. The number hasn't even moved, 125 to 1. Okay, that's the best mm-hmm. number you can still get right now, the week of the Super Bowl, which is crazy to me. Um, but what would he have to do? Two and a half to three sacks, I mean, yes. Yeah. But how many interceptions is Patrick Mahomes going to throw? Like, that's the other thing. People will say, oh, you got to get a two picks or you got to have a pick six or, you know, a scoop yeah. and score, something like that. Well, how many times is Patrick Mahomes' offense going to do that? That's the challenging part. Not so, often, if at all. Yeah. And, and that, that, that feeds back into that conservative uh, game management style script that I think might. And, and you're right, that, that takes away the defensive player MVP. If nobody's turning the ball over or it's not happening much at all, maybe maybe we get the, the one obligatory Brock Purdy pick, right? You know? Legereus yeah. Sneed comes down with a, an errant Brock Purdy pass into the flat, um, but it doesn't go anywhere. It's not returned. It's not a pick six. You know, um, then yeah, it comes back around to just which quarterback more effectively manages the game. I mean, that's that's not sexy. That's not what people th- want to think of or imagine or build in their heads when they think of a Super Bowl. They want it to be thirty four, thirty one. They want things to be back and forth in the fourth quarter. That's, that's what we all want. We want an entertaining game. Um, but I just don't know if the way both of these teams are built, despite the offensive talent, especially on San Francisco's side, if that's the way the coaches want to play this game. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so, again, long shots. We'll start there because it's, it's always begins with the quarterbacks. I wrote down two defensive players that I think could. I'm not saying you should go out and bet these guys. It's very difficult to do, and there's a reason that they're in triple digits. But the two that I wrote down talked about Bosa, and there's one other defensive player I wrote down, Fred Warner. Yep. 200 to 1, four picks, four forced fumbles this season. He's got a couple of 13 tackle games. He's got seven games in which he reached double-digit tackles. That, that's probably what it would take. Double-digit tackles, yep. two to three and sacks. And turnover. And a turnover or forcing a fumble, like a big yeah. moment, maybe something like that. It'd be a lot. Those are the only two that I would consider even putting anything down for a defensive player to win MVP. How about you? Yes, Warner Paul, 201. actually, I would like to bring something up. I did take this, actually, in our draft of Super Bowl MVPs, and every single one of you laughed in my face. Pull the clip. I want it run back. Now here we are. Fred Warner. And everybody, everybody on this show laughed in I my didn't face. Laugh. You I didn't were laugh. the old, you were the first one to laugh. I never laugh. No, I never make fun of you. You, uh, you I, were the first. You said you looked me in my eyes and you said, "What are you nuts?" But look where it was we like your are. was it like your first pick? <laughs> no, was it was like my last pick? pick. It was my last pick. As a long shot. I don't hate it. I, that doesn't make sense to me. Laughed him I, off the show. Laughed, laughed, confirmed. laughed. Us How do I not remember? Break. 
left us into up. the break, not even You're off the show. This, this is outrageous. This, this is an attack news. on my character, and I will not stand for it, sir. This is ridiculous. You You're, are yes, I agree. Fake news. Fake <laughs> no, news. Not. Never happened. This is crazy. I'm being gaslit at all. Just a night. If only there's a the clip of the tape. <laughs> yeah, God. If only. You're gonna make me go back for this. This is ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean, how bad do you want to embarrass me? It's, you're gonna have to do some work, some digging. Pick the show. Well, you can find the segment. I don't recall this. I was probably laughing about Shocker. Madison or something else. That QL course do shocker. not recall. The do <laughs> yeah. not recall. <laughs> this is I'm just relieved that the, the one time Jake is really vociferous about defending himself, I'm not the one who threw him under the bus. Um Look, so chances I'm are relieved. I was gonna laugh no matter what he said. I <laughs> it could have been a great pick, and I was probably gonna make fun. To, to be fair, it was not only Joe, it was collectively as a group. So that oh, it was makes all more of us. sense. Okay. Yeah, oh, it was all okay. of us, hundred percent. I don't hate it. Good picture. I don't hate it at all. No, I have Warner. to bet it. Because could yeah, you imagine you if we have that if on Jake tape? wins and you don't? Yeah. <laughs> I have to. I have to bet it now. Oh, damn it. It's only 200 to 1 now, though. Jake's going to get twice as, twice as big a payout here. If he, what? He 400, 400, right, Jake? Jeez. Yeah. No, it was 250. Paul gave me too much credit. Okay. Well, all right. Well, still, I mean, better payout. 200 now. All right. Let, <laughs> but yeah, yeah both some players that can Warner. actually win this. Yeah. <laughs> Kelsey, right? Like Kelsey's sat right around twelve to fifteen um, since the game was set. Really, um, I think he's at BetMGM. I think he's thirteen to one now. Um, that's one. That, like you said, if this is a more conservatively managed game script by both coaches, both offenses, and you know the Chiefs want to slowly move their way down the field and maintain possession, well, yeah. Uh, it, it's third and six. Who do we hit in the middle of the field for nine to 10 yards? Travis Kelsey, you know, who do it, that, that does feed itself into and why you get, I think the receptions total now is six and a half, but heavily juiced to the over on Kelsey. That's what's feeding into that. That number hasn't moved all week that everybody expects. If that's the play, then, then Kelsey is the volume guy. And you could still find a 17 to one out there. Now I have okay. looked up, this one rule about five different times because every time I bring it up doing an interview, pre talking about prop bats for the Super Bowl over the last couple of weeks, people are not aware of this and they're in shock. Like people that really know the game that are in deep breaking this down. Mm -hmm. people, most people have no idea that 20% of the MVP vote is a fan vote. And I just looked it up again because I'm questioning myself. Because so many sure. people don't know about this. It is 16 media members that are covering the game are picked to have a ballot. And, you know, when that ballot is collected is in question because Florio sure. has gotten into it with the NFL because the rumor is of people up there like, look, man, they're collecting ballots with two minutes left in the game. Like, what if something crazy happens with betting as far as the NFL? Like, they, I don't know if that should happen. People can wait a couple more minutes. Um, so that's been talked about a lot over the last few years. But it's 16 media member vote. That's 80 percent. And then the other 20 percent is a fan vote. And we bring this up with Kelsey because, obviously, he's going to get the fan vote. Right? I would think so. Yeah. Or, like, is that – I don't okay, think you won the fan vote, you get 20%. But is it you won the fan vote, you get 20%, or is it a share? 
Like that's what I don't well, understand. If, I, well, if 20% of the MVP vote is allotted to the fans, right? Okay. Yes. So we're talking 16 media members, which is so dumb. right. <laughs> fans that's are stupid. At, Add in so so the fans basically add up to uh, four equal four additional media votes, right? Because that gets us yeah. to twenty total votes, exactly. And twenty percent exactly. is yeah okay. My rudimentary uh, third grade math is showing off here. Good job. Um, so <laughs> for the fans equal four media members. Well, let's say uh, again, let's let's build it out. Um, Kelsey goes for let's say he hits his reception prop right. And it's seven catches, and there's a touchdown in the mix. Maybe he's right around, what's his yardage prop? Somewhere in the 70s, right? Like 74-ish, I think. Um, Let's say he hits that. Let's say he's dead on the numbers. Like seven for 75 and a touchdown. I don't, but but let's say that's the only passing touchdown in the game. Pacheco scores one. McCaffrey scores one. It's a low-scoring game like I was talking about. Then in that case, I mean... I would think there's going to be some media members that vote for Kelsey as well, right? It's not a, an overly yeah. impressive stat line, but especially if it's a late touchdown, it puts them ahead. I mean, that's the kind of script that, okay, Kelsey gets, I don't know, uh, five out of 16 votes from the media and then gets all of the fan vote because of the Taylor Swift effect. And we, we, we've agreed. We think that's a real thing. That's now he's got nine out of 20 votes and it's not a majority, but it's a plurality. And now I need to bring in Steve Kornacki, but I'm pretty sure (laughs) that could be good enough to win MVP. Do you need half? Like, do you need to get to 11 or is it like, you also need Pacheco to go for like, you know, 16, 90, you know, and maybe a score as well. Like how, how many votes do you need? Do you need 10? Do you need eight? How many votes do you need? I think it is. Because it's all like, Chiefs. Like the Chiefs win, it's yeah. all Chiefs vote. I, I think there are two right. players from the Chiefs that can win this. Like we're talking about defensive players in San Francisco. I'm not talking about any of them on Kansas City. I don't think a defensive player can win it. The whole identity, every the players that everybody knows are these two guys. I think it's Kelsey or it's Mahomes. That's the list. If the yeah. Chiefs win the game, one of those two is going to be the MVP. And you know, rolling with that as a short dog. For Kelsey to still be 17 to 1, you've got to bet that. And if yeah. he gets, if he, Chiefs win, he gets 100 yards like he just did against Baltimore, where he caught all 11 targets. That's his award. I don't care if he gets into the end zone, he's getting that award. I think you need a Baltimore game. I don't think 885 and a touchdown. If, if this is the case we're making where it's either Mahomes or it's Kelsey, then he needs to go above 100. I think he needs a Ravens game. I think he needs 11 for 110, 115. Touchdown would be great. That's, you know, icing on the cake. But 885 and a touchdown, if it's just between Mahomes and Kelsey, I don't know if that gets him there. Well, again, if we're talking the media vote, I agree with you, Paul. Like, if it, it, it would take more than – it would take, like, the triple-digit touchdown, that kind of game, the Baltimore game for Kelsey to get out to, to, to outvote Mahomes amongst the media members. But again, our mystery 20% and how that's figured, you know, if that's an yeah. extra four votes for Kelsey, because 90% of the fan vote comes in on Travis Kelsey from all the Swifties, 
he doesn't necessarily, I don't think, have to have a, a seven, eight, nine catch, 100-yard touchdown kind of game. He can get away with just kind of hitting his props, being right around them, getting the only receiving score of the game, and everybody goes, oh, they, they won 20-16. to 16. Travis Kelsey didn't have a huge day, but all of Taylor Swift's fans voted for Kelsey. It sounds goofy at first when you think about it, but that 20% fan vote is huge. Speaking of Mahomes, he's got a response to everybody that wants to question his dad bod. We go off the board next here on BetQL Daily. Welcome uh, <laughs> to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth off today alongside Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. Paul, why did we have to do the Eli Manning fake freestyle from the Pro Bowl thing? Did we have to do it that? It just spoke to me. It spoke to me when I saw it, th- you know, five minutes ago. Oh. I want to see Jake freestyle. What was that? I think of all what of us, that? like what, he might have a what, shot. I would, what exactly I would rather it? be shot in the street like a rabid animal. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't mind partaking in that. So was that like a, a scene from Wild and Out? Like that's what it sounded. No, like. that's literally no, there. Was, what was it during Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl practice? Right. Yeah. Between Eli and and the NFC, it's just yeah. Eli. Yeah, okay. I think he's just riffing. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I like Eli. I think they tried What's to recreate Chad Powers, the, basically. The yeah, they yeah. tried to recreate the meme of the guy going, oh, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. So again, this is why you got to watch the show on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash/BeckQL. All the visual gags here this morning. Um, Von Dalzell will join us in forty minutes. We'll talk a little bit of everything with him. Super Bowl prop bet draft in twenty minutes as well. But yeah, we go off the board uh, with some Eli Manning to start. Um, Patrick Mahomes has also defended his dad bod. He was asked about it at uh, Super Bowl opening night, media day last <laughs> night, and had the same response. I think every dad between the age of like 28 and 58 has had since the beginning of time when asked about what happened to his abs. I have a six pack. It's just under the dad bod. So it's just, if you, if you feel, I mean, there might be some skin there, but then underneath that, the six packs there, you just got to get real close and you got to squint a little bit and I think you'll see it. <laughs> I can't Traitor. get over the picture from the AFC championship locker room. <laughs> it may, it makes me feel so much better. Look, look, he's in better shape than me. He's, he's still an elite NFL level athlete, but that just that just enough of that gut hanging over the belt makes me feel a little bit better about myself, Joe. I don't think his comment is egregious. Like it's just right there. A, a solid month and it's probably there again. There's no like stretch marks on the side or anything, right? Like <laughs> I think people are going over Pretty the top just, just because Pretty he's an NFL soft. quarterback. I don't know, man. Ra- I don't rather know. doughy. Not a Listen, lot of chest yeah. definition there, boys. It was well, surprising. A lot of that's a really? lot of Texas barbecue. Yeah, Texas barbecue, and plus, like, hey, this is working. Why do I need to change? And plus, right. you get married, you get comfortable. Who cares, mm, kids? Right. Plus, like, why we yeah. doing planks? No, like, why would no. you do planks? You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's still working for him. So right. yeah. he wants to get yeah. shredded. It's all it's all arm strength. He doesn't need yeah. the core. Right. All, all he, he needs is a shoulder. Like, That's all he needs. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't right. need to be like Zach with Drew. Get, getting fit. <laughs> right. Yeah. I need He's Dr. Right. Drew showing up in my Facebook Barack feed one more time to tell me Dr. about my, meta- my, get my off ectomorph metabolism type yep. or whatever it is. Constantly. Yeah, no thanks. How do I get him out of the algorithm? 
I don't get know. Dr. He's Drew, just please. always there with He's that Vince guy who's from 40 years. years. Yeah, I know. He looks the I same no as when I was we're talking about. Oh, no. Drew is? Jake. Jake was born when Loveline was on, basically. I, so, I have yeah, no, no clue idea. what is happening have, right now. Yeah, you have no I, frame of reference for not Loveline. in his algorithm. Zip but off. I guarantee, I guarantee you, he's seen him um, with with the sure. guy that. It, so, right, like Celebrity this. Rehab, Jake. Did you ever watch that Celebrity nope, Rehab? Nope, sure didn't. I mean, I I've didn't never seen either. this. Oh, I know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. exactly. He shows up in my Instagram feed six times Snake a day. Coil sales. Um, no, he definitely yeah. doesn't. I don't know what you guys are clicking on Instagram, but I, I I recognize them. It's ads. It's ads that pop up. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's the terrible. Um, men of a algorithm, Jake. Yeah, yeah right. Did, did anybody uh watch or listen to Loveline? Uh, I so in a previous life, I had to record Loveline while I was doing an overnight shift for oh. K Rock in Pittsburgh. So my I thought you were calling the in gift, the gift to me was, <laughs> hey, we'll let you do overnights, kid, because the whole station had just been flipped and imploded. It used to be the old in Pittsburgh people would know this B ninety four. It was like a heritage top forty station. And they flipped it to a rock station, K Rock, so they could clear Howard Stern in the Pittsburgh market. And um I was like, hey, uh, I'll do whatever you ask because I'm 25 and need a job. And mm-hmm. they said, fine, you you can record Loveline and then do an overnight shift from 1 a.m. to 5.30, kid. And so, yeah, that's when I learned to never see the sun for months at a time. Oh, that's awful. I did that for six yeah. months. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, Brutal. <laughs> you've worked at a lot of formats, a lot of stations. <laughs> oh, I've done every format, Joe. <laughs> Except like easy listening, like smooth jazz. The Lila, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, it, you're on. Becky it now. was, I, I. They made it into a TV show at MTV. It was pretty funny, but yeah, like it was. driving home from work at night, like nothing's on, and you turn on Loveline. The callers were hilarious. Some of the stories and you would hear had. things sometimes that made you go, wait, they just said that on the radio? Yeah. Because it was, you know, it was late at night. And so there was safe like harbor. no FCC oversight. Yeah, safe harbor hours where you could talk about like graphic descriptions of intimate interactions, I guess we'll put it. Uh, but yeah, Loveline was classic with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. And now Dr. Drew it wants to try and get us all jacked by I don't know, telling us what our metabolism type is. You should talk to Patrick Mahomes. Mike Vrabel is all good in this realm. Mike Vrabel, (laughs) apparently it's believed by at least one source, Mike Vrabel, that um, according to Diana Russini, Mike Vrabel might not have been hired this cycle because he's a big guy and he's intimidating, Joe. He's he's a big, intimidating, big, strong man. Didn't get hired because he's big and intimidating. Okay, maybe we shouldn't just laugh at this because make it make sense. That's been my thing the whole time. I don't understand this. These teams looking for a coach. This guy's here. He exceeds expectations constantly. He's ha- he has around a 500 record when he's expected to lose games straight up. Mm-hmm. He gets his players to play. They buy into what he's selling. I don't believe that they upgraded it at head coach in Tennessee. We'll find out. Uh, the record will be the record, but maybe this isn't outlandish because I don't understand it. 
but by this logic, Dan Campbell probably doesn't have a job. Who are some other, like, does Antonio Pierce have a job? Like, big dudes who played back in the day who are physically imposing don't get jobs. Maybe Vrabel is all of that, but is also just difficult to deal with. And, and yes. maybe he uses that to his advantage sometimes. And people are like, yeah, I've heard he just kind of struts around Tennessee like he owns a place. And when people disagree, he gets all physically intimidating. Like, I'd buy that as could sort happen. of the weird reason why Vrabel doesn't have a job. Yeah. yeah, isn't yeah, that exactly hot. what happened in Tennessee? I mean, that's that was the book. Sounds it like, like it. he was he would not adjust, he would not adapt, and he was a pain in the ass to work with. So both things can be true, for sure. Right. And and we're not saying everybody. We're talking about the few jobs that were still open. You know, like Chargers. You're you're going to Harbaugh, right? Making a move like that. Um. You know, and and also there's the element of. We're playing Super Bowl here, and we got two offensive masterminds going at it. Like, there's still a lot of teams that they're not going to follow up a defensive coach with a defensive coach. For the most part, people are looking for that offensive mind because if you do hit on a terrific play caller, you're not going to lose that guy like the Lions will eventually. We thought it was going to be next year, but it's probably going to be in a couple years from now. Uh, But they're going to have to find a replacement for Ben Johnson at some point. Uh, But yeah, it's also more defensive guys were hired this year, but teams are still seeing if they could find the offensive guy first. Which, by the way, we didn't we didn't have it planned to talk about this, but we did text a lot about it yesterday. The Ben Johnson thing with the commanders <laughs> basically trying to smear him for backing out of the job last minute. Like, I get it. You, I, you can be upset about it if you're Washington. Like, you're on your way to hire the guy, and you're upset that he backed out of it last minute. But... I don't know if trying to smear the guy's reputation is necessarily the way to go. Like maybe he just realized you're Washington and he's not sold on the idea of going there because, and I think you said it well in our text chain yesterday, Joe, like people are going to believe that that organization is run the way it's been run for the last three decades until they prove that it's not being run that way anymore. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. And you think, Coaches aren't taking notice. They're not talking about this within the league. And by the way, when you're looking for your next guy and you will be at some point, that may be the time that Ben Johnson's ready to make the move. Yeah. Now you you burn that bridge. And you're supposed to be the, the fresh organization. We're gonna we're the new commanders. Everything's gonna be different. And seems like uh SOC to me, same old commanders, right? Yep. Definitely. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna try and smear a a young perspective, future head coach, just to try and assuage our own insecurities about how people view our organization. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, you know what didn't change? What didn't change? And this is just a guess. PR staff did not change. Ownership might have changed, uh, but the PR staff did not change. So they're used to doing things a certain way. That could be yeah. a way to do things, and then just. You know, back to the Vrabel point, and Chris, you know this as well as anyone. Playing for a coach is great. Getting to eight and eight, nine and eight, whatever, winning, you know, upsetting someone at the end of the season for our purposes against the spread, that's great. You turn to Mike Tomlin, and you're nine and eight yeah. every year, and maybe you're sneaking yep. in the playoffs. Like you're not winning anything, so no, that's part of it too. You're, like playing for yeah, a coach yeah. is great, and you get certain spots, but championship, I don't know about all. He that. did get a one seed. But then they, it was horrible in the playoffs. Choked it away. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, it, I'm he's, he's a guy with a, with a 
limited. He's got, you know what it is? He's got a high floor and a low ceiling. And it's the same thing, like you said, with Tomlin, Paul. Like It's high floor, low ceiling. We're always going to be somewhere between eight and 10 wins. And that's about it. And maybe uh, uh, everything comes together and we win 11 and we go to a divisional round or even a conference championship or like you mentioned, Joe, we get a one seed out of it, but we don't do anything with it. Um, right. And that's teams don't want that. They want the guy that, you know what? We might go six and 11 or seven and 10 one year, but we're going to break through every once in a while and make a run and really have a chance. All right. We love to draft things and we love to bet props for the Super Bowl. We combine those two things for our BetQL Daily Super Bowl Prop Bet Draft. That on the way next, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.